everyone, and welcome to The Green Room, a Wilcox Theatre and Arts podcast all about creative people, creative topics, and creative projects. I am your host, Wesley Schofield, and this is the first ever episode of our podcast. We sat down with Mary DeGrazia. She is the main instructor of our Makerspace program that we have here called Smart Maker Lab, and she tells us a little story about her getting into tech, what she's doing now, and how the class itself is going. So, Please sit down, get comfortable, and welcome to the show. All right, I am here with Mary DeGrazia, and she is the, I would say, main instructor of our uh, Smart Maker lab here at Studio 128. And uh, I just want to start off with, what do you do besides this, and where are you from? Well, I'm originally from Washington, but I live in Tucson, Arizona. What else do I do besides this? Well, my day job is pretty much chasing hackers out of networks. I do cybersecurity for a company called Kroll, mm-hmm. and I've been in the IT industry probably for about 20 years now, specializing the last eight or 10 years doing uh, digital forensics and incident response. Oh, wow. Probably like the coolest job title of all time. <laughs> um, so how did you get started in the industry specifically? In the computer industry or in the maker stuff that we do here? Uh, Like tech in general. Like what got you started? So my dad actually brought home an Apple II Plus. I think I was probably in about the third or the fourth grade. And I absolutely fell in love with computers at that point in time. So Mm -hmm. eventually went to college, got a computer science degree, started out doing IT tech, crawling underneath tables, you know, unplugging cables, building computers, and just kind of worked my way up in the industry from there. That's really cool. Okay. And so, I mean, doing this smart maker thing is like easily like the coolest thing ever. I mean, like, especially like nowadays, like robotics is so accessible, like in general, like to everyone, like coding even is more drag and drop than writing line after line of code. So why do you think this is an important job? So I think this is great one. I think it's important. So one of my goals is with women in the industry, they find that um, younger girls start out very interested, but they don't carry that through. I can't remember the grades exactly, but basically they start out interested and kind of lose interest after time. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to kind of leverage this, just not for girls, but part of my goal is to make projects that are interesting kind of and attractive for both girls and for boys to get them interested in it, to see what it's all about. And the the neat thing about the maker movement is sometimes with programming, it's kind of intangible, but when you take something physical and tie it, so now you're programming a motor or maybe you're programming some lights to blink. There's some immediate feedback on what you're doing. And at the end of the day, the the kids get to build out a project. They get to make some changes. They get to see immediately what those changes are. They get to troubleshoot. And I think whether or not they go into the tech industry, all those skills are really important no matter where they end up. Oh, for sure. Like when I was talking to the the students earlier, like their favorite part was coding because you you do a thing and you immediately get to see how it works. Exactly. Like instantly. Mm -hmm. I mean, because like building the body of the gun like i mean i think that's really cool still and like they seem to enjoy it but they said favorite part for sure is coding because like you get to play with all the lights all the sounds and like the weird options that you would think (laughs) you know like you don't even know what they do and then you plug it in and see what where it goes yep do you think kids overall like what's your perception of like kids enjoyment of the projects 
I think they really like it. Um, I like it because as soon as something kind of clicks, you can see it in their faces. You know, they kind of go through three or four steps and some troubleshooting to make something work. Then all of a sudden, everything falls together. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see that light go off like, wow, I just did this. I just made this. I programmed it to do this. Or now I can, you know, do X, Y, Z. And the really cool thing is they think of a lot of things that when I'm envisioning and working on the projects, I don't even think of. So it's really cool to kind of see them think outside of the box and mm-hmm. do other things. And I'm excited because that's like our future generation, our future thinkers, and, yeah. and they're already thinking outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool. To, I mean, not only just to empower like the self-confidence of like, I can do it because surprisingly, like people yeah, don't believe in themselves. But yeah. like when you actually see like a light turn on like both physically like on the switchboard but also like in their head it's it's amazing yeah it's really cool what's your favorite project we've done thus far mm, i like the bubble blower project i thought it was really neat um you know i have to when i think about the projects you know i want them to be complicated enough so that they're challenging but not so complicated that they're disheartening or frustrating and i felt like the bubble blower was a great mix because they could build something with their hands but the other half was also the programming mm-hmm. and i felt that it kind of really hit the sweet spot with the age groups um as far as being easily accessible to the kids but still also challenging enough for the older kids that they could work on it well. So, and it's also just fun to see a bunch of bubbles blowing around. Everybody just loved, we put it outside and the bubbles were blowing and mm-hmm. it was just a fun thing to do. Yeah, when we uh, did that one with the uh, Cochise kids, especially like to see the variation in their design too. Cause like we showed them like, this is how you do it. And they're like, okay, great. And Amelie just ran like with the idea. Like, <laughs> exactly. You get so much variety. So we have your article here in Hackspace, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Hackspace Magazine. Yes, very cool. Um, I, I've always been a huge fan of physical print media, even though it is kind of dying out. But how did you get your article in this one? How did that come about? Um, so there are actually two magazines that I know about. Hackspace and the other ones, I think, um, Maker. I can't think of the name right now two magazines and I actually submitted the idea to both of them and the Hackspace magazine went with it. I was really thrilled to find out that they actually paid for an article. Usually when I've written articles for magazines before, they don't pay for it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do it for the money, but I was just like, oh wow, that's kind of cool, you know, yeah. that they, they also paid for it. But I just submitted the idea to them, let them know, hey, this is what I'm working on. This is why I think it's interesting. And this is one of those projects where I kind of... Um, thought of the idea and carried it out from beginning to end. A lot of times I'll kind of piggyback on someone else's idea or modify it, but I literally had not seen anything else like this out there. So Mm -hmm. I thought it would be, um, really, I just wanted to share it with other people and a magazine is a great way to do that. And it gives me something to do instead of watching TV all the time. Oh, for sure. And so for some context for context for our listeners, we have her LED door hanger article posted up and it was for your daughter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So originally my daughter, she plays Dungeons and Dragons and she would always tape this sign on the outside of her door because she just did not want me walking in while she's hanging out with her friends because mm-hmm. then, you know. I'm, I'm not cool, right? Well, so no, nothing sounds a little more embarrassing over the mic when you're like in a raid and it's like, all right, guys, we need our healer. And you have your mom. What do you want for dinner? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think she was trying to avoid that. So I was like, you know, we've got this paper sign taped on the door. Well, you know, I'm into electronics and computer programming. I'm like, I can do better than that. So I was like, oh, what can I do? So that's kind of how I came up with the idea. And 
worked on it. Probably it took me about a month and a half just going through the different variations, getting it to work and the programming. And then when I was done with it, I was like, you know, I really want to share this. And I thought that would be a fun way to share it was by having it published in a magazine. Yeah. And I love that it's customizable too, because the keep out thing is a good classic, um, especially with the skull. But uh, it's cool that like maybe she can program different messages like so she can even probably put on what she's even doing like hey I'm in the middle of this like I'm gonna take this long don't bother me. Yeah, exactly. The messages are customizable and there's even instructions on there how you can make your own pictures to display it and it's even animated. There's like a Pac-Man that kind of goes up and down and it will chomp up the words as it goes. Um, so I think it's a lot of fun and the case itself is customizable too. You can print it out in different colors. You can put different you know you can decorate it with different things if you want that too. Very cool. And yeah. speaking of printing, like, so you have all this at home? Is like you're in your own workshop? <laughs> so a lot of it's in my garage, but I have a couple of 3D printers. Um, you know, pretty 3D printing has become so accessible for like 250 bucks. You can get a 3D printer and to, the design software is also free. So I have a lot of that stuff in my garage. And then I have another room that's kind of dedicated for all my maker stuff. Um, because after a while you just get so many different components and everything mm-hmm. to keep track of. So I, I have a couple of areas in the house that I kind of take over when I work on this stuff. Very cool. And that'll do it for today's episode of The Green Room. Thank you all so much for watching, listening, observing, taking in the podcast we've created. If you want to see more of these, check us out on YouTube, subscribe for more, or check us out on anchor.fm if you want to hear the full audio podcast while you're on the go. Thank you once again, and don't forget to tune in next time. 